This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Accessing data files. Initiating program. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Downloading Sean. My name is Sean Ray, and I don't know why people hate Nickelback. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Downloading John. The like the one benefit to uh, getting fat is that I don't have to iron my clothes as much. If you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Downloading Rick. Did you know that elephants are made entirely out of Rocky Road ice cream? Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. He's looking at you, kid. Accessing guest files. N C C one seven o one. No bloody A. Joni loves Shachi is the epitome. You beat me to it, you bastard. B. Uh, I wasn't listening. Sorry. Oh, good boy. <laughs> I've never felt more like a northerner than I do right now. (laughs) Or D. If you're wondering how this is going to play out, just watch A Bug's Life. It's basically the same (laughs) plot. Come to the coast. We get together. Have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep that change, you filthy animal. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and sitting across the virtual table from me is a guy that definitely knows Green Hornet. From Green Lantern, from Green Arrow, John Irons. How are you, sir? I, I, that's true. I do know those things. <laughs> and joining us tonight are a couple of good friends of the show. First, from the World War G podcast that can be heard right here on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network, Troy Wood. How are you? Uh, greetings, humans. Uh, I'm good. Thanks. And from the Quantum Leap podcast that you can hear over on BarrenSpace.com, Christopher DeFilippis. Hello, everyone. How are you? Doing great, uh, Chris. I did. I did not tell you that before we started recording tonight. Uh, before you came on the call, we had a little bit of a discussion about whether or not we pronounce your name correctly. Well, <laughs> pronounce it. I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, John said that he thought that he heard the announcer on your other show pronounce your name as. Would you say John DePhilippus or something like that? Am I making it up? You heard the announcer on our show call me Chris DePhilippus. Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. She does. And <laughs> is she pronouncing it right? Hmm. What do you think, Sean? <laughs> well, I listened to 112263 where you pronounced your own name on the, every episode, and I thought you pronounced it DeFilippis. You are right. And I okay. pronounce it every episode of the Quantum Leap podcast, too. Just, you know, maybe the announcer doesn't listen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, tonight I thought that we would do something kind of fun because uh, recently we had several shows come out in a row together where we talked about things like Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, Chris Hardwick, and uh, all those things were on the table. And I decided that I was going to do a few shows that were just going to be fun. So on this episode, which I believe will be episode 99, we're going to get to know the panel. Oh, good Uh, lord. I don't another, know what that means. Oh another, <laughs> another working title for this will be FUAQ, Frequently Frequently Unasked Questions. So, <laughs> I Not scoured what I the, that meant. 
All right. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It, if you, I gotta no. say that might be the best title you've ever come up with. <laughs> so I scoured the internet and I looked for just questions for us to answer that might give the audience an opportunity to get to know us as people a little better and not just the things that we think about movies and TV. Although a little of that's going to be mixed in as well. So I have many, many questions. I don't know how many we'll actually get through on the show, Thanks. but uh, we, we probably won't get through all of them. Um, I will answer six questions. <laughs> Make them good. Hopefully a few of them will, will spark some uh, interesting conversations. So, all right. So I'm just going to ask this question, go around the table and let you guys answer it and feel free to elaborate as much as you want because it's a talk show. number one if you could live in any home on a television series which home would it be like the house from a tv show what house would you want to live in um all right so i'm assuming you don't mean like i can't pick the tardis can I pick the artist? That's not a house. <laughs> well, that's where he lives. I'm like, I, I'm thinking like. That's, that's that's why I asked. That's fine. That's why I asked. I'll just did. All right. So let me think. And, and I will also say house or apartment, because a lot of shows take place in apartments. So oh, good. house or apartment. Does it have to be a TV show, or can it be a movie? It can be a movie. Yeah. Okay. I have my answer. Good. Okay. Go ahead, John. You first. No, not me first. I'm still thinking. Troy, Go you cr- first. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would pick. The apartment from Frasier. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has such a great apartment. Obviously, it's really, you know, very expensive. It's a high rise. Um, you know, he has he has um, stuck up classy people living around him. So, you know, he wouldn't have to worry about any like riffraff as your neighbors. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, it just that's always an apartment that I that I've watched and like man i really want to live there it just seems so big and spacious and and it just it just seems yeah they seem like a really really nice place to live yep okay that sounds good chris what about you where would you want to live okay can i elaborate on troy's thing first oh yeah yeah yeah. go ahead because it's funny you say that troy um we love watching Frasier, and there was um, – in later seasons of Frasier, they replaced on the right of the fireplace. He used to have that weird African head, and yeah. in the in the final seasons, they moved that off into the wings like the hallway to Daphne's bedroom, and there was this big vase. It was sort of this like uneven vase, and my wife loved that so much that I wound up reaching out online to the set decorator in Frasier – to see, to first of all, compliment him for Niles' apartment, because I think I'd like to live in Niles' apartment at the Montana <laughs> instead of Frazier's sure. apartment at uh, Elliott Bay Towers. Yeah, I'm a Frazier fan. Um, but my wife loved that vase so much, we found out who made it, and then we went to a glass blower in Vermont, uh, in Manchester. It's a town that we go to like twice a year. We stay at a hotel, we go for Christmas and stuff, and we had the glass blower make a version of that vase for our house, and it's now sitting in my living room. So, oh, that's, oh, that's cool. cool. Wow. Your Fraser apartment affinity really, really strikes a chord <laughs> with me. <laughs> but if I was, if I was gonna pick. Um, just viscerally, it would have to be Oscar Madison's apartment in the Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau <laughs> odd couple. 
Oh, okay. I, yeah. I have such apartment envy when I see that apartment. I love it so much. Especially there's that scene in the middle of the movie where Oscar walks in, they're going to have that date with the Pigeon Sisters, and Felix has just tricked the place out. And he just he stands back in awe at how beautiful the place is. And every time I see that movie, I'm like, that's where I want to live in Manhattan, a pre-war eight. I don't know if they even exist anymore, but that's my dream apartment. Yeah, they have, and they they show they show a lot of great apartments from uh, from New York on shows and stuff. It's like a, a Monica and Rachel's apartment from Friends. Yeah, it would be a great apartment. But the only thing is, there's no way Rachel and Monica could afford that apartment. <laughs> without that rent control. Exactly. That, Try to to fob it off with the rent control thing. Yeah, but that you know rent, it would have to be five grand a month. <laughs> that was actually the first answer that I thought of. But then I was like, no, they got the naked guy upstairs. <laughs> no, he lives across the street. Well, the, right, the, yeah, that and he's not just way. naked. Yep. He's the ugly, ugly naked. Ugly naked. Yeah, yeah, naked. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with the 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 house slash estate from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, why, would, why wouldn't you pick a mansion? That'd be great. Why wouldn't you? I know nothing <laughs> yeah. about the, the city of Bel-Air. I've never been there. I don't know what the neighbors would be like, but I know that that mansion is amazing. Don't the Reagans live next door? Oh, the, you're right. The Reagans live next door. Yeah, I there's think. lots of famous people in that. Yeah. <laughs> Does it um, come with Alfonso Rivera or not? Um, I think it comes with the Butler. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey. It has to come with Jeffrey. <laughs> no tap dancer kid. Man. No, he's, he's, he really should have moved out by now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to stick with Oscar's place. I think I would pick. Andy Taylor's house from the Andy Griffith show. Really? Mainly because I have such fond memories of that show, but it's 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 a big spacious house and it's in the middle of one of the nicest towns in America. <laughs> which it, which are it's occasionally visited by Kirk and Spock too. What? Oh, yeah. They use they use the Mayberry set. For, oh yeah, yeah, they uh, use the yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So there you go. That's so right. you might you might bump into Spock. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I read a there was a book that came out many years ago that I saw at one of the days that I was just kind of bumming around uh Barnes and Noble and I can't remember the name of it now, but it was basically just a bunch of blueprints and it was the layouts of all these famous houses and buildings from TV shows and towns. Um so it would show you the layout of Lucy and Ricky's apartment, like where all the rooms were. Some dude had just gone into all these shows and really <laughs> got into the details. And like he would show exactly where all the tents were laid out at, on the 4077 camp from MASH. Oh, wow. And that kind of stuff. And he showed the, the town of Mayberry, like the downtown area of Mayberry and where everything w- was laid out uh, according to things that were said on the show and things that you actually saw on the show. And one thing that stood out to me is that Andy's house was one block from the courthouse. Yeah. So why did Barney have to pick him up for work every morning? Why couldn't he just <laughs> walk? <laughs> so That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Next question. Who is your favorite Muppet? Chris, mm. I'll start with you on this Damn one. Okay, well, we have to go. My childhood favorite was always Snuffleupagus. And I don't know why, maybe because I always felt like sort of an outsider, but 
he was Big Bird's imaginary friend. No one else could see him. No one else could hear him. And I just had an affinity for him, I, maybe because I felt like he was sort of an outsider, too. Plus, I was a fat little kid. I was a fat little kid, and he was a big fat elephant. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the story of why they decided to stop making him Big Bird's imaginary friend and let everybody else see him? I didn't even know that they had done that until fairly recently, like within the last 10 years. So I have no idea why they would decide. But I, I, I kind of figured maybe they were getting enough mileage out of Bird having an imaginary friend and they wanted to do more with the character. It was mainly because they were afraid of the idea of because Big Bird is basically a child. And they were afraid of the idea of a child telling people something and the adults not believing him. So oh, they, de- okay. they wow. decided to stop doing the imaginary friend routine and let everybody know that snuff- Snuffleupagus was a real a real thing. So, Yeah, and if I had to pick another, like Tide would be Oscar. He was always my favorite, too. Okay. Those are great choices. John, favorite Muppet? Um, this is like asking me to choose one of my children. I just want to know that. <laughs> Because I always, I always kind of thought of the Muppets as kind of just different aspects of like one entity. Um, if I've got a, well, <laughs> Chris picked two, so I'm picking two. Um, if I if I got to pick one, it, it would probably be Kermit, and I rebel against that because it's kind of the obvious answer. But it re- he really is the one that I relate to the most. He's, he's you know, he's mild mannered. He's he's creative, but he's not flashy. And his whole thing really is can't. I mean, <laughs> not in a police brutality kind of way. Can't we all just get along? But it's like he really is. Like he 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 really just wants everybody to do their best and be nice and follow this dream, even though it seems ridiculous. He's just a nice guy. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 yeah. So if if I'm picking one, it would be Kermit. If I'm picking two, it would be Kermit and Animal. For you must have the yin and the yang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Troy. What's your who's your favorite Muppet or two Muppets? Um, when when you first said that one, immediately sprung to mind, and uh, it's Gonzo. Yeah. I've always loved Gonzo ever since I was a kid because um, he's so weird and he's so out there. And I love the running gag that no one knows what the heck he is. And I, I liked that his girlfriend was a chicken. I always thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was just he was just crazy. And he's always doing these wacky stunts and, and always injuring himself. And I just thought that was just so funny. Um, and then, uh, my second one, I would, uh, I would also have to say Kermit, um, because for all the reasons that, that John said, you know, he's always the mild mannered one. He's kind of the voice of reason. He's kind of the de facto leader. Um, and he has to put up with all, you know, all that nonsense. And, uh, and that was one of the first voices I learned to do was Kermit. (laughs) So yeah, so I, I've always always liked Kermit, and he, and he he knows his friends are insane, but he doesn't judge them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just, he just accepts everybody as as they are, which is really 
Have you ever heard the bit that South, Seth MacFarlane does where he's uh, Kermit as Liam Neeson from Taken? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> okay, my favorite Muppet, actually two Muppets, are uh, Statler and Waldorf. Those are my, my other two favorites, so yeah. <laughs> I'm I, they, glad I mean, they made the list. Thank goodness. Cynical, wisecracking, always got something smart to say. That's exactly who I am, you know. And uh, and I love, we went to Disney World a couple months ago, and they've got the Muppet Theater at Disney World. You go in, and the, the, the show that you're watching is, you're watching the Muppet Show, basically, but it's in 3D, it's a 3D movie. But if you look over to your right, they have a balcony and they have animatronic Statler and Waldorf in that balcony commenting on what's going on in the movie the entire time. So it, it was like they were actually there. It was pretty cool. I think it's adorable that you consider yourself cynical. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Rick told that. me I was cynical this week because I <laughs> I posted something about the Tarantino Star Trek coming out and they said that... Uh, the Tarantino Star Trek is probably going to have the the cast from the the reboot movies in it, and I I made a, a post and I said yeah because uh, the la- the last one was the best one in the series so why wouldn't you make a piece of crap for the next one? <laughs> and Rick commented and said that's the most cynical thing I've ever heard you say. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yes, I agree with Rick. That is the most cynical thing I've ever heard you say, <laughs> which makes my point more than it makes yours. Uh, okay, so what is the habit that you're proudest of breaking, Troy? Hmm. Habit that I'm proudest of breaking. Um, have I broken any habits? Uh, hmm. I keep all my habits. My habits are great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I. I don't know. I'm, I may need a second to think about okay, that Okay, I'll go on. I'll let John uh, go, and then I'll come back no, to you. No, you can go and let Chris go. All I'm right, Chris. What's, what's the <laughs> habit you're proud of to break? Um, I mean, I could go for the easy one and say smoking, but I didn't. I was never really a huge smoker, so that wasn't so hard. Um, if I think about it, it's got to be I, I gave up consciously my fear of money. Like I used to be so obsessed with being destitute that I would never be able to enjoy anything. And I don't know, it was just programmed into me as a kid that you know money is there to be revered and hoarded, not to be used and enjoyed. And then I met a woman who loves to travel and loves to do stuff and you know likes to experience life and you know what I started spending money and like the sky didn't fall and I'm not living in a dumpster. And I've had some pretty great experiences. So yeah. you know, I I think that's if I'm, if we're going to be real, this is, you know, the get real, get to know the host. It's that. I used to be so petrified of spending money and not having money that I was I was always in a state of panic about it. And I've just learned to let that go. And it, it was a conscious choice. I, I would have to tell myself, no, it still crops up just this weekend. Let's go back to geekiness. I was at a farmer's market spending money I shouldn't have on pickles, you know, that are probably way expensive out east in West Hampton. <laughs> And um, we were walking down the street with the dog, and there is a theater there, uh, the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center. And right on the marquee, it said John Cleese. And and I I went in, and I said said to Laura, I said, he might die tomorrow. We have to see him. So I, I went in, and I bought two tickets. And were they expensive? Yeah. 
Um, was I thinking the whole time, should I spend this money? Yeah. And you know what I did? I spent the money. Because nice. seeing John Cleese, I'm going to see him in two weeks. That, to me, is worth a memory. And I never, ever would have done that in my 20s or early 30s. Ever. Because I would have just been like, I can't spend that money. That money's got to sit in the bank. I might need it one day. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say... Well, I mean, I'm gonna go for the easy one. It, it's it's smoking, but it really is. I, I, uh, I smoked when I was. I actually started smoking when I was 19. I was old enough to do it, <laughs> and I was dating a girl that smoked, and I was hanging out with a lot of people that smoked, and so I started doing it. I did it for a couple of years, and then I quit. And then when I started working at the uh, sales office that John and I used to work at together, everybody there smoked. And we go smoke. on smoke breaks together. Yeah, John didn't smoke. John was smart. And uh, and I would, so, you know, hanging out with everybody, going out on, on smoke breaks and things, and going to restaurants after work. But you could smoke in restaurants back then. Uh, so I started smoking again, and I did it until my daughter was born. And then when my, well, not when she was born, when my wife found out she was pregnant with her. <laughs> I didn't smoke all the way through the pregnancy. <laughs> it would like, be really, really sucky to, to smoke all the way through the pregnancy. And then when she's born, well, I'll stop now. No, you should have stopped nine months ago. So, yeah, I stopped uh, when my daughter was born. And I won't say I haven't had one here and there. I had, I had, had, I have not had one since uh, 2009. So, nine years. Yeah, I would say that, that qualifies as quitting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, You're out of my, the loop. Mine is uh is not as uh sig- I don't know personal I guess significant because I um I, I mean <laughs> well I guess if you're getting to know me honestly I haven't had a lot of bad habits that are like traditional like bad habits like I never drank a lot I never smoked uh, drugs or like any of that kind of stuff and a lot of the bad habits that i had i still have i still <laughs> i still procrastinate um i don't sleep as much as i should um but one thing that i'm probably inordinately proud of i started doing when i was a kid and i, I i've stuck with it so i have trained myself not to squint in the sunlight <laughs> okay because right. because your eyes will naturally adjust right but your your instinct is just to squirt because it's you know it's what you do um but i think i saw i don't remember where i saw it or read it or whatever but uh you know, like the like the 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 crow's feet the, the the wrinkles around your eyes a lot of it comes from just squinting and <laughs> and you don't have to squint. You just have to think about not squinting when you're about to squint, or, or when you squint, just stop. And what? Three days ago, we were at Six Flags. <laughs> 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 like I'm, like I'm, like, like child. I, I made this. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not gonna squint so much. And yeah, three days ago, I, I, I said something to my daughter. Not like I'm. Don't you squint? I mean, not like that. Like, but uh, because my my wife was looking for her sunglasses, and I was, I was like, "Did I ever tell you that you know you don't have to squint?" I was, I'm saying to my daughter, "It's like, yes, Daddy. You told us you don't have to squint." And it's not like a thing. It's not like a big thing. 
but it is something that uh, I am <laughs> hoping that it'll pay off. My, my plan is when I'm 80, I'll only look like I'm 70. <laughs> so I'll, I'll hopefully we'll still be doing the podcast. So I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. All right, George, you come up with one. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like John, I, I, I never had really any, those bad habits, smoking, drinking, any of that stuff. Um, mine is, it was kind of a, a mental or psychological habit I had is when I, when I used to get anxiety attacks, uh, there were certain things I used to do. I used to, um, I used to run away. I used to get in my car and, and leave and don't want to talk to anybody and get away from the world and, and everything like that. Or I would get angry or I would get, you know, any number of emotions. Um, and just, I don't know, a few years ago, um, I got rid of that, that bad habit of it, when I get anxious, if I get anxiety, uh, now I don't, I don't do those things cause I know they don't, they don't ever help me. Um, they cause more harm than good. And so I, I, when, when that happens, I stay where I am. I think things through and I don't act like a little child and run away anymore. Okay. Well, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's laudable, man. That must yeah. be tough. Yeah, it, it, it has been. It has been. All right. Next one is, what is your favorite website? Now, if your favorite website is Pornhub or whatever, we don't <laughs> necessarily... I'm out. We don't, we don't necessarily need to talk about oh, that well. one, but... All right, so we're moving on to the next question, is what right. you're saying? <laughs> John, what is your favorite website? Other than CosmicPotato.com, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I assume you're like, you know, not. I can't like just say YouTube. Um, let me think yeah. about my favorite website. Um, it's see, I don't really. I guess, and it's it's really more for my job, but I guess I would have to say because because a lot of the things I'm thinking of are like apps. You know, like yeah. I will go to I will go to Pandora for music. I will go to Facebook. I will go to this. I will go to that. But as far as like just a website, I guess I get it's got to be like um, <laughs> Pew, the Pew Research Center. <laughs> Pew. And, and it's, and yeah, and it's it's like I know it sounds boring, but if like I said, if, if you're eliminating like the entertainment type app type stuff. I go to Pew more than really anything else because, like, uh, for those of you who don't know, my actual day job is I'm a graphic artist for a, a news outlet. So I, I make charts. I make charts and graphs and visual representations of data. And if there are times when I'm like, okay, let me think, I haven't and, and I'm and I'm kind of looking for inspiration for an idea. Not that I take their charts, but um, I will see. Okay, what has Pew done a study on recently? What is what have they done a poll on recently? Um, and it's not you know it's not every day. It's not every week. It's not even maybe even every other week. But again, if you if you if you if I'm eliminating uh, YouTube and and stuff like that, then yeah, that's probably the the site that I go to most often. Um, 
unbidden. Okay. And you said, you said I cannot count porn, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Pew Research Center. <laughs> All right. Chris, what's your favorite website? I really don't have one. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I think of one that I go to now more out of habit than enjoyment. Um, it used to be called Badass Digest. Now it's called Birth, Movies, Death. And you get a lot of um, superhero film news there and a lot of just a lot of general film discussion. But they've changed staff a bit in the last few years and they've become so super woke that when you view every single film through that lens, it tends to get very annoying. And I, I, I think I read it now more out of habit than actual enjoyment. Um, the other site I go to a lot is trekmovie.com okay, because yeah, I yeah. like to read about Star Trek. But yeah, I mean, if you're talking about just a website that I go to for like pure visceral enjoyment, I don't enjoy the internet that way. I see it more <laughs> as like an internet, uh, an information thing. And I mean, I listen to podcasts and stuff and I go to like overdrive for my library app so I can read a book or something. But yeah, no, I don't really, I don't really have one. Okay. Well, that's fine. fine. Troy, what about you? You got one? Well, I do go to the internet for pure visceral enjoyment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And if I actually pull up um, Firefox, it kind of gives you a list of all the sites you go to the most. And the first one on here is YouTube. I'm on YouTube all the time, whether I'm putting videos up there or I'm just watching stuff. If I'm bored, I watch stuff on YouTube. If I have nothing to do, I watch stuff on YouTube. If I'm at like a like Taco Bell, you know, having food, I'm sitting there watching YouTube. I am always on YouTube. Um, I I just I can't get enough. That's it takes up a lot of my day, honestly. <laughs> okay, my favorite. Well, one of my favorites. I mean, there's a lot of sites that I go to, but one that I find interesting is a website called postsecret.com. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but um, and it's a really basic page. It's just a WordPress uh, page, basically. Uh, there's this guy that I can't remember his name now. He's done some TED talks and stuff, but he started this as a project when he was in college, and it's continued on for years now. It basically has people write secrets on postcards and mail them to him and then he put he puts the secrets up on this website and uh, i mean some of them are funny some of them are very heartwarming some of them are heartbreaking but every sunday he puts up another 10 or 15 secrets so i go there every week and read the new ones and he's got some books that you can and like if you go to the, the bookstore they've got two, three or four coffee table style books that'll just be full of these postcards and a lot of them are not even postcards it's like people will take their their starbucks cup and cut it open and write their secret on it and put a stamp on it and mail it to them you know <laughs> and he'll put that up there you know and and it's pretty awesome i mean it's, it's postsecret.com and uh i like it so cool. um the, the you know i live in dc the uh Postal Museum is here, 
And they had, I don't know if it's a permanent exhibit or if it was just there for a limited time, but they had that there. They had, and it was, it was set up like this amazing, it was really beautiful. It's almost like a gallery space. And, and they had, you know, just this wall of postcards, this, this mountain, this pile over here. And some yeah. of them were, were like on the walls and some of them were like on a, um, like laid out on a desk that they had set up, but yeah, I didn't know that that was a. Yeah, uh, they they ha- they had a traveling exhibit that went around for a while. I think it still goes around. He does have a permanent space in a museum somewhere. I can't remember where it is, but uh, I got I've got it pulled up right now. I mean, I'll read a couple of them to you. That, that uh, somebody sent in their waffle fry box from Chick Fil A. And it's got written on it, we all lied under oath to save our friend. And that's the entire wow. you know, secret. Wow. And and then uh, there's one that's a picture of a pregnant belly. And it just says, I wanted to tell you he wasn't yours so I could leave. Now he looks just like you and I'm stuck. You know, and, it, and some, some of them, like I said, are, are like that. And some of them are funny. But uh, but they're all. It's just these are secrets that people walk around with every day. That's just, that and they they can't tell anybody, but they can write them on this postcard and anonymously send it in to somebody and know that people are going to see it and somebody's going to know their secret, even if they don't know that it's that it's their secret. You know. I want I want to do that. I want us to do that. Can we all do that? To send in a secret? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna send in. I'm gonna send in the name of my real favorite website. <laughs> do you how much how much of that do you think is real and how much of that do you think is people like maybe being creative or you know trying to like push an envelope or something i would i would guess it's probably like 90 percent real because yeah it's because it's anonymous so what's i mean what do you get out of it if you're just another drop in the ocean if it's not real yeah i think i think some some of it probably is just people wanting to send stuff in you know but i I think the majority of it's probably real okay the next one who is your favorite tv attorney Hmm. Hmm. i'll I'll say mine first while you guys think but definitely denny crane from boston legal played by william shatner oh yeah I thought that William Shatner was hilarious on that show. <laughs> and he's very full of himself, even though he knew that he was as insane as he sounded. You know, it was it was a great character. And I think that William Shatner is almost as well known as Denny Crane as he is Captain Kirk. There are a lot of people that like William Shatner just because of Denny Crane and don't care anything about Star Trek. You know, so it was... That was a great show and a great character. So, all right, one of you guys. Um, I'll go. I've got I've got two. One is kind of obscure. One is not obscure. The um, obscure one is Max from the uh, sitcom Living Single. Um, because, I mean, yeah, Claire Huxtable was a lawyer, but she was. A middle-aged woman lawyer <laughs> 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 and all that that entails um 
as and and Max was in her twenties. She was uh, she was headstrong. Uh, I don't want to say feisty. That's more that you should take her more serious than feisty. Like she will kick your ass. <laughs> um, and I just and Living Single was was a sitcom uh, full of young black women. It's about young black women, and that was um, kind of revolutionary at the time. Um, one was a one was an editor. Uh, one was a novelist. One was Max. So her was the first person I thought of. And the second person I thought of was um, Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, who would also <laughs> okay. who would also kick your ass in a more physical <laughs> yeah. manner. All right. Troy, you got one? I do. Um, I thought about a few. I thought about, like, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Yeah. Uh, thought about uh, Lionel Hutz from The Simpsons. Then I remembered Jackie Childs from Seinfeld. <laughs> I loved anytime, anytime he showed up. I loved those episodes because he he was obviously you know one of those lawyers that was you know looking for like get rich quick schemes type of thing, and most of the time had to do with Kramer. And he was he was just so funny and such a memorable character, and he was always always losing his cases. I don't think he ever. <laughs> but man, I, it was just it's just a gr- it's just a great character, and I think he was modeled off of Johnny Cochran. If I'm yeah, not he was a parody of Johnny yeah. Cochran. Yeah, definitely. I just loved it. I love that character. Okay, Chris. I don't watch those kinds of shows so i'm just gonna go with the first tv lawyer that popped into my mind um the big blue chicken that dresses like atticus finch on futurama uh, <laughs> i love that that's the first lawyer that you think of. that's the first thing I and then i think of that alien judge that says i'll allow it <laughs> no matter what it is i'll allow it <laughs> so, okay is that, does that character even have a name i might just be a simple country lawyer <laughs> 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 all right next question uh what did you do for your 13th birthday oh hell i don't know <laughs> you don't remember me i honestly don't know i know i couldn't even I can say I, I know what I did. My, my, my birthday is uh, – we're recording this. Now, this episode probably won't come out for a couple of weeks, but we're recording this on July 3rd. My birthday is on July 4th. So we uh, – I, I always go to a barbecue on my birthday. Everybody, everybody loves to give me a barbecue for my birthday. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then on my 13th birthday, when we got home from said barbecue, we went to the movies to see Warren Beatty. In Dick Tracy. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, and I enjoyed it when I was thirteen. I don't <laughs> know that I would enjoy it now, but <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Troy, do you know what you did for your thirteenth birthday? Um, I have. I probably have an idea. Um, a lot of my birthdays have pretty much been the same. Um, I was probably, you know, obviously I was still living with my mom's, probably had family come over, um, 
probably had a cake, a few presents. It was it was a pretty yeah, pretty standard birthdays, um, honestly. Um, we only really kind of go all out for like big ones, you know, like your 21st or your 30th or, you know, the kind of the milestone birthdays, but, uh, anything else is pretty, pretty routine. Okay. Chris, what about you? I, not a clue. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. We'll return after these messages. Hey, you listener, do I have everybody's attention now? Do you like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review-O-Mania, where Rob and Zach break down every WrestleMania. You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan. And what's it gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah! Ric Flair. Just stealing! Woo! Wheeling, dealing! Limousine right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be! Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, you are a zero, my hero. John Cena. The champ is here! Brock Lesnar. Suplex City, bitch. And so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out Review Mania right here on CosmicPotato.com. Or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It's a happening right here on CosmicPotato.com. Arriba! Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of the World War G podcast, along with Colton, but he's not here right now. Yes, yeah, so pay no attention. Uh, and we're a podcast about everything geek. We talk about uh, movies, television, video games, comic books. Uh, we got movie commentaries, the occasional taste tests, like these lovely pina colada Oreos. Just don't try the Coke ones. No. Dang, what do we say after that? <laughs> Dang it. Um, so oh, okay. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can find us right here at CosmicPotato.com or at WorldWarG.Podbean.com. Or wherever else you get your podcasting fix. And as always, stay geeky, my friends. Hello, this is Will Wheaton. Yes, that Will Wheaton. No, no, the other, the other Will Wheaton. You are the worst. You're listening to Cosmic Potato. You're listening to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Now, just inches from a cold glass of Diet Mountain Dew, here's Sean Ray. All right. Um, if you had, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Mm. Who goes first? Uh, anybody? Anybody think, that's got one? Sean, I think you should go first. Okay, my superpower would probably make me a supervillain, but I think I would like to have mind control. 
I would like to be able to make people do what I want them to do. <laughs> so if if I need, and it would be just the mini, the most minuscule thing, like I need pass me the salt. So, I need I need something for lunch. I can go into McDonald's and just say, "Give me a hamburger." All right, listen. If you if, if you have mind control, you better aim higher, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I would, <laughs> but you know, it would, starts, be, Sean. it would be it would be stuff starts. like that. It would. It would eventually get to the point of, you know, I'm I, like I said, it would turn you into a supervillain because you would just tell people who to vote for. <laughs> and you would go on television and just say, vote for the other guy. <laughs> and the other guy would win, you know, but yeah. And I did not, I mean, that's just the first thing that comes to my mind. It's not like I sat and thought of that. <laughs> but, but yeah, mind control, I think, would be... Uh, would be an interesting superpower. Um, like I said, it would I, make it would make you a villain. But there you go. I think because I I used to. I mean, obviously, this, this is one of those questions that you know you're asked all the time that people ask all the time. And when I was younger, <laughs> my answer, after much consideration, my answer, my my standard answer was, I want the ability. I, I want my own theme music, <laughs> like like background music. So like whatever was happening in my life, there would be music. There would be accompanying music behind it, and because it's completely passive, I don't have to do anything, and it doesn't hurt anybody. And if someone's sneaking up on me, I will know because the music would change because of the music, <laughs> right? Um, and. It was, I think I, I, I determined that people wouldn't really know if it was happening or if they were just imagining it was happening. And so I could, you know, but, you know, it really only takes two people to say, do you hear that? Yes, I hear that. <laughs> and it, it only seems to happen when John is around. So, yeah, so that that is no longer my standard answer. I think I've got to go with not mind control, but uh, the ability to read minds. Um. For me, a superpower, a real-life superpower, you should not be able to tell that I'm using it. If, <laughs> if you can see me fly, if, if you can see me lift up a house or something, then yeah. the government will take me, and that'll be it. Um, not if you can lift the house. They'd have a hard time. Oh, please. <laughs> if I can lift the house, somebody else can lift the house, and they're going to send that guy after me. Yeah, but then you're not so super. No, there's only two of us. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Not no. <laughs> I think another another great superpower another great superpower to have would be the ability to freeze time. That's because, that's where I was going to go. So oh, okay, gonna, well, yeah, there, there was a, a guy. There was a TV show that used to come on in the '80s. It was a sitcom, and it was about a little girl who was uh, she was half alien and half uh, human, and she had the ability to freeze time, and all she had to do was put her two pointer fingers together and. Uh, and time would freeze, and she could manipulate things. She could move them around. If she walked up to someone and touched them, then they would unfreeze, you know, so she could have a conversation with someone with time frozen and stuff. So, Flash time. Kind of, kind of, yeah. kind of but she's actually freezing time. But then, <laughs> as I think about it, what would I use it for? I'd probably use it mostly to catch up on my sleep. I thought I was going to say, I mostly, I mostly use it to go into McDonald's and get hamburgers. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll just bring yeah, everyone in line. That too, but no, no, I think I would, I, if, 
if I woke up one morning and I was still exhausted from the day before, I'd just freeze time and get another few hours sleep. And then when I wake up, put time back the way it was and then go to work. <laughs> you know? And to, to just augment on that, it wouldn't be so much for freeze time for me. That would be part of it, but it would be the ability to manipulate or travel through time. Yeah. So you could yeah. either change the flow of it and freeze it or accelerate it and go you know, see the far future and stuff like that and then become immortal and you don't have to worry about it. So. <laughs> okay. You have other concerns, though. <laughs> what about you, Troy? You got one? Yes, I do. Um, mine's definitely more practical than anything else, but I would really love super speed because over the past few years with the jobs I've had, I've always found myself saying this would be so much easier if I had super speed. <laughs> and it would just solve a lot of my problems. Um, and yeah, it, it just, it just, it just really helped me out. <laughs> I think that the only problem that I see with super speed, if you had super speed ability, the entire world would seem so boring to you. Everything, everything would be in slow motion all the time. So you're, if you had to work a long shift at work, it would seem so much longer because you have the ability to, to, to move so much faster. And I think that moving fast would change your perception of time when you're moving. So everything would seem so much slower. That's just me. I yeah, I, we, we've talked about it at length on World War G about <laughs> super speed and what it would do and what it wouldn't do, but yeah. What is the longest that you've ever had to wait in line? Ooh. Chris? Um, I, I, I would have to think it would be when we were kids and there were concerts, you would have to get up and go to the mall, like to the record store in the mall, like really early. And uh, like say U2 was coming to town or something and you'd have to go and sometimes you'd maybe get a bracelet, sometimes you wouldn't. But that's the only real line waiting experience I can think of, you know, where you're there specifically to be in line waiting for something, yeah. you know. Um, sorry, it's not too exciting. And I guess when you go to like Six Flags or something. I think concerts is probably the go to thing because I was thinking mm-hmm. – um, I don't know if you guys know. I, I was when I was younger, when I was like in high school, I was very religious. Uh, I grew up in a religious home, and uh, a lot of the musicians that I listened to were religious. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Carmen. Uh, mm-hmm. Carmen. Bizet? Carmen was what? The Bizet Opera? No, 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 no. <laughs> Carmen. Carmen was a, a singer. He's still around, but he was really big in like the eighties and nineties. And he sang these really. When you go back and look at it now, most of his songs were really corny. I mean, they were, he he would do them as skits and stuff like "Satan Bite the Dust," you know that kind of. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's garbage. I mean, but um, <laughs> but when I was in high school, you know, that if you were in a youth group, you know, this was the kind of music that you would do all of your youth group programs to. When you did a program in front of the church, you'd act out a Carmen song or something. So it was a big deal back then and uh, we went to he would come to town about once a year and the concert was always free and of course they took up an offering he probably made more off of the offering than he would have made in ticket sales anyway but um he came one year to this really big mega church that we had in Birmingham we went we went and we didn't get in you know it was completely packed so the next year he didn't come to the mega church he came to the civic center uh which has a huge arena and um we went 
that morning. The concert was not until 8 o'clock at night. We got there at like 9 a.m. and we stood in line all day long. And uh, at the time, we thought it was worth it. I probably wouldn't do that now, not for Carmen. <laughs> but, all right, John? Um, I think it was, I mean, I can't remember anything specific, but I'm sure it was at an amusement park. I'm sure it was like, because I don't, I don't really, um, I don't really go to concerts and stuff that I get tickets for like that. I just, I, I'm more likely to buy online. Um, so, well, yeah, yeah, now. Now, <laughs> well, I mean, no, I'm telling you, like I didn't like as a kid. I didn't really go to concerts and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, it would have it would have had to been some ride. I'm, I'm I could easily see being in line for eh, probably an hour plus. Like as far as like an actual standing in line, waiting in line, like, you know, probably over an hour is probably like the longest I've waited. It was, and it was I'm sure it was to get on some ride at, at uh, Disney World or something. Yeah. Okay. Troy. <sighs> 2014. <laughs> Disney, <laughs> Disneyland. It's a movie, isn't it? Oh, Disney. Okay. <laughs> Splash Mountain. We waited in that line probably, I think, over three hours wow. for whatever reason. Yeah, and I've waited in long lines for like movies and stuff, like you were saying. But uh, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if you have issues with the ride. I don't know, but yeah, it was three plus hours that we waited in that line. Yeah, I lo- Disney has the fast passes now. I love the fast passes. The last time we yes. went because yep. we did not have to wait in line very much at all. It was awesome. So, okay, um, what was your favorite toy growing up? Now we did a show, but it's been a couple of years ago. We did a show about our favorite toys. I think mine is still, and I can't remember the name of it right now. It was a not a viewfinder, but it kind of looked like a viewfinder, but it had a wheel on the side of it with a handle, and it was almost like a movie camera. And you put your eye up to the hole, and you would turn the wheel, and the and it would play a little movie inside. There was no sound, you know. It's just, and it would be a little one minute cartoon i think one they had like looney tunes and there was one that was gummy bears i think that i had and, and stuff like that and it would just show this little cartoon but i really liked it because it would go as slow as you wanted it to and it would go as fast as you wanted it to and it could go backwards and all that kind of stuff it was really cool to watch the the cartoon play at the speed that you wanted it to and go backwards and stuff like that so that was hmm. probably my favorite chris did you have a favorite toy growing up um I liked my big wheel. I liked the sit and spin. And when I think about it, one thing that I just always played with, do you, I don't even know what it's called. You know when you have the wires, it's like it, it's in the um, like a U shape and you have like the wheel with the magnetic end and you just you, you, you spin the wheel down and up and down oh, and up. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah. and like a yo-yo. I used to like playing with my yo-yo too. But... <laughs> yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still have, I still have, I still have several yo-yos upstairs. Believe it or not, but uh, I even have a sterling silver one from Tiffany's in the city. <laughs> when you said sit and spin, I had, <laughs> I had this, I had this image in my head of a five-year-old Chris on a sit and spin, but he had modern-day head. <laughs> It's like Chris's adult head on the look at his body, and he was just on his sit and spin with a big grin on his face. 
Oh, uh, now I need to now I need to create that in Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we just no, I don't, but I don't think of any toy fondly, you know. But yes, do, and do please create that in Photoshop. Then I might I'm, think on it fondly. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, if you. If you loosely define toy, of course, you can say your Nintendo Entertainment System was your favorite toy. But yeah. I had a I had a Texas Instruments computer, and I can't remember the exact model now. But it it hooked up to a television. It didn't have a monitor with it, and it was the first computer that I had that could talk. But you would have to put in a hundred lines of code. I had this big book of code, and you would have to put in all this code. Just to get it to to talk for five minutes or something like that. But at the time, I thought it was so cool, even though it took me an hour to set it up just so I could play with it for five minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but John, favorite toy? Uh, okay, so this was almost more like a totem than a toy, and I don't know why, but it was. I mean, it's not gonna be anything that anyone recognized. It was like a little. Um, eraser top guy. It was like a little alien, little orange alien. It almost, looked, you know what? It looked like a troll with no hair. So it it had like the face of like the little troll dolls, and it was you know probably I don't know two inches tall, and it had like the little hole in the middle so you could put it on top of your pencil. And I called it Sneet. His name was Sneet, <laughs> and. Uh, he was like, he was like a little, he was like my little good luck charm. And I had him for years in, in, in grade school. I mean, I didn't like, did I talk to him? Yeah, I might have talked to him a little bit. But, but <laughs> 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 it, it, it wasn't like an imaginary friend. It was, it was like, you know, it was like, it was like a good luck charm. And, um, I'll what was the voice that he talked back in? Um, <laughs> did it ever say anything uh, about it? Did it ever tell you to get it precious? Uh, although, that, <laughs> yes, that is what I kept doing, like, yes. Um, precious. Uh, so, one day we're getting ready to leave for school, and I think I left my backpack on top of the car or something. And, <laughs> and, the car, uh, like, my backpack fell down and it backed over my backpack. And Sneet lost, like, an arm and a leg. And I was, I wasn't inconsolable, but I was way more sad about it than I would have thought that I was. <laughs> like, I was like, I was, like, genuinely upset at this little toy. Uh was 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 uh, ruined and I, <laughs> like but like so I, like I still took him to school but like the like I, my head wasn't in the game that day at school <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher was noticing and like I can't remember what she said but uh like I like I have been known to make a joke or two in my time. <laughs> and I was always very respectful. Like, I wasn't like the class clown in the sense that I would, like, I wasn't disruptive. I was a good student in that sense. Um, but I think she thought I was playing it up 
<laughs> for laughs. Uh, I, and I, I really don't remember like what the outcome was, but I, I remember I tried to get something else that was kind of similar. It just wasn't the same. What <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. for you, sneak? <laughs> Troy, what about you? Nineteen ninety-five. Very specific. <laughs> the city. Uh, <laughs> Toy Story comes out, um, and Burger King releases a line of these little puppets that you can get um, as the you know the the characters. And I got one that was Woody, and it was fairly tall. It was probably like eight or nine inches. Um, you know, had nice plastic hands and plastic boots and plastic head. So it was a lot like the movie. And I loved that thing. I took it everywhere with me. Um, you know, it, I, I slept with it, you know, I mean, it, it was everywhere. Um, and then for some reason, for whatever reason, I ended up throwing it away. I don't remember why before Toy Story 2 came out. And then Toy, Toy Story 2 comes out, and there's that scene where Woody gets thrown away, that dream sequence, and he's very upset. And it made me very upset, and I'm still looking for that toy, like on eBay and stuff, to this day. Because wow. I, w- I want that toy back, so. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, we got, uh, we'll do a couple more. Uh, have you ever done something heroic? Like, have you ever done something that saved someone, whether or not you saved their life or saved them from some kind of a terrible fate or something like that? And uh, I and I do have one. I'll, I'll I'll tell mine while you guys think. I work on the weekends for the traffic management center here in Birmingham, and basically my job is that I watch traffic cameras all night. And if there's an accident, you know, we put it in the in our system so that it shows up on the traffic website so that people know there's an accident there and you need to go another way or traffic's going to be slow in this area, you know, things like that. But I was monitoring the cameras one night, and this was about a year ago, and I happened to pan over to uh, an exit because I saw a car that was just kind of sitting on the exit and wasn't moving. So I panned over to see if it was a disabled car because if, if there's a disabled vehicle, you know, we can send someone out to assist or something like that. And I saw this woman get out of the car and try to run away from the car. And she had like a bunch of clothes in her hand, like her bra went, not the bra she was wearing, but a bra went flying out into the road and stuff. And this man got out of the car and ran by, and ran over and grabbed her and tried to shove her back in the car. And I was like, hey, that woman's getting kidnapped, like right here in front of me. You know, so uh, so I called the police and told them I can see it on camera. I can tell you exactly. I told them exactly where it was and everything. And before the car was able to before he was able to get her back in the car and drive away, the police showed up and ended up the woman was taken away somewhere and I think he went to jail. And so, so yeah, I was, I guess I was Batman that day and I, <laughs> I saved a woman from being, uh, from being kidnapped. So, or she may have already been kidnapped, but you know, she was rescued. So Chris, wow. you ever saved anybody? You should have saved that till the end. Cause I don't <laughs> think my story is going to get close to that. 
Uh, well, there was this one time um, I had to go out to California to meet my wife, and uh, I was going to meet her at work for a Christmas party. And um, it turned out the building was locked down by a bunch of terrorists. So I had to oh, crawl God. through the vents <laughs> with uh, no shoes and an increasingly dirty T-shirt. Uh, you and uh, <laughs> Sean, I don't I, I know. Think, <laughs> I think I remember that story. <laughs> they made a movie about you, man. I mean, that I was, was going to awesome. do it, but I'm, I'm just getting too old for this shit. So I had a... <laughs> That's the wrong movie. <laughs> um, I, no. No, I've never done anything heroic. Not that I would consider like heroic where like I maybe put myself in danger or something I did directly saved somebody's life or something like that. Nothing springing to mind, but I got to think that um, I try to do right by people and maybe that, uh, like Sam Beckett, the lives I touch touch others and those lives still others. And I've done a lot of good. And maybe that's just me being delusional, but I just like to think if you try to live a certain way, which I, I try to do, that it, it has a ripple effect. And that's that's well, what I hope for. But at least just, you know that if you're living a good life, that you're not hurting anybody. So well, the only the time I've ever hurt place. anybody <laughs> is when I had to throw that bastard off the building because... <laughs> <laughs> he had to come. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, but he he fell in slow mo, so he might still be falling. He might be okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, Alan Rickman passed away a couple of years ago. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know this guy's name was a German um, Hans. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Troy, what about you? Um, I I tend to stay out of things most of the time. But I, I can tell you a story of a guy that actually saved me. Um, okay. I was five years old. I was in Oregon visiting some relatives. We were driving around, and my cousin gave me a – I think it was a gobstopper. Uh, and so I was sucking on that, and I swallowed it, and I ended up choking. And no one that was, was with me at the time knew the Heimlich. And so everyone was freaking out. They pulled into this McDonald's parking lot, and there was a just some random guy by his car out there smoking. They get me out of the car. You know, I'm I'm trying to breathe. I'm turning blue. This guy, I don't know who he was, throws down his cigarette, comes over to me, does the Heimlich, pops the thing out, saves my life. Don't know who the guy was. You know, just some random guy in Oregon, but. I totally owe my life to that guy, whoever he was. Cool. All yeah. Right. Maybe he's listening. <laughs> that, that would be cool, yeah. You're welcome, Troy. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, all right, John, what about you? I, I like the, the, the only thing I can think of is um, in Atlanta – I used to live in Atlanta, and this is probably, I don't know, 2000, 2001. Um, I worked at an art gallery that was kind of like next to uh, the highway. And um, I was outside talking with a coworker, and we hear uh, a bang, a big crash. And um, I look over. And, like, an SUV had, like, flipped and rolled. And so, I like, I take off. Like, I don't even 
think about it, right? So I, I take off, and I do what he described as like a superhero leap over like the 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 concrete barrier of like separating the the highway from the road from the like I had to kind of climb up a little bit to get over it. So um, I get over, and uh, there's like one car's on its side. Like, you know, traffic is stopping and there's already somebody there who's like in actual uniform. Like he's like a member of the military. I guess he just happened to be there. And me and a couple other people are like, okay, is is everybody okay? Is there anything I can do? Do I, I, you know, does anybody need help? And he said, "Um, I I think everything is okay. Just just hang out. I'll let you know. And I hung out and no one else needed any assistance. Like, like it was under control. <laughs> Way to go there, Batman. Yeah, so, so I was willing. I answered the call, but they put me on hold. So <laughs> that's like, and I'm, I, you know, and I'm, I'm sure, like I, you know, given time, I can think of other examples where I actually, like, really made a difference. But I. Like that's the first thing I thought. That was that was the most kind of action heroic kind of thing that I could think of. That wasn't me saving my own life. That was, <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to be just getting out of a situation I've gotten myself into. All right, we will. All right, let's do two more. Okay, would you, these are both these are both would you, these are both would you rather? Okay. Would you rather be completely invisible for one day, or be able to fly for one day? It always comes down to flight versus invisibility, doesn't it? <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I, that's that's a, one of the most famous sort of um, psychological questions that people ask. Um, there was a whole radio lab about it. I believe it was either Radio Lab yeah. or This American Life um, yeah. did did, a, did an episode about it, and they had this wonderful story at the end about Superman. I don't know who wrote it, but uh, it, it was terrific. I would always go like this. Because people always say flight, but they mean invisibility because they don't want to admit the fact that they're just going to turn invisible and, like, you know, look at naked ladies and stuff. (laughs) I look at it like this. If I'm the guy that can fly, I can get all the naked ladies I want. So I'm definitely flying. (laughs) Plus, plus I've, I've gone skydiving, so I know what it's like to free fall. And it is like no other feeling on this earth. It is the most amazing feeling you can ever feel. So I would pick flight every time just based on that experience. Okay. John, what about you? Um, I'm inclined to think and, and I'm you know, and I gotta shut off the whole well, you know, if someone sees me flying, then the government's gonna get me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. You all, that paranoid, aside, <laughs> all that aside. Oh, I'm paranoid. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like the government's not gonna get me if I'm flying around. You're right. You're right. Chris. You're right. I'm sure it's all it's all good. If there's one thing that uh, the, the recent administration has shown us, it's it's a it's a willingness to accept others and their differences. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Um, I would actually go for flight because really invisibility only serves me. If I'm going to do something semi-nefarious, like like, like there's no, I can't see of any, like practically speaking, I would still be doing the stuff that I would be doing. It's just that I, okay, well now I won't get caught and there's nothing really that I want to do that I would get. I just feel like that's a, that's like a bad road to go down. 
It's like it's like like uh, like Sean with his mind control. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I haven't been skydiving, but I've done like the indoor skydiving thing. Um, and I used to really be all about flight when I was younger. Um, and even if the government gets me, it would probably be worth it if I could fly. Like if I could like just fly now and, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm in a different city. Two hours later, I can see family on the, on the, you know, in Alabama. Worth it. Totally worth it. Dress in black, fly at night. I'm good to go. (laughs) Don't get hit by an airplane. Yeah, by an airplane. Well, I'll see them coming. Presumably. Yeah. I think that I would probably... Okay. I would go with invisibility, but the reason for it would be because if you suddenly had the ability to fly, it doesn't mean that you would be good at it. So... <laughs> it may take... You only get it for one day. It may take you that entire day to be able to figure out how to make yourself go forward. And things like that. Whereas, if it, if you suddenly had invisibility, well, you could start doing stuff right then. And what so, kind of so, stuff? I don't. Well, what kind of stuff? I don't know. So, do you but, turn, do you have the ability to be invisible, or are you just invisible? Are you are you the Invisible Man, or are you Susan Richards? This says, would you be completely invisible for one day? That's what the question says. So I'm yeah, assuming yeah. that you would just be invisible. Now you'd yeah. have to be careful crossing the street because the cars can't see you. But. <laughs> But other than that, flyers don't have to cross the street. Yeah, but I also yeah. got to think, Sean, that within the strictures of this question, you'll be able to fly. You're not going to be like William Katz uh, on The Greatest American Hero. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. He's yeah. not going to be around forever no. to figure that out. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if, me, it, yeah, the ability for me, the ability saying the phrase "ability to fly." Um, includes the capacity to fly, like you are able to fly like you know yeah you're not just phys- randomly floating yeah physically my 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 kid can write he has the motor skills to write but he doesn't know how to write yeah if i yeah, say you're yeah. able I, I would to have to i would have to get a lot more explanation from this genie that was granting me this wish before <laughs> before I accepted the uh, gift. Oh, you didn't you didn't say a genie was involved. That changed. I was gonna the, say that's that it. We're all path. screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, what about you? Which one would you would you choose? Uh, I would say I would also say flight, because I, I would it would take more time um, and more thinking about what I wanted to do if I could turn invisible. Um, you know, I'd have to learn how to pick locks. I would have to uh, make sure that shower steam wouldn't make me visible, you know, stuff like that. That would take <laughs> more than a day. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. So I Just think, for instance. <laughs> you know, for example. <laughs> so I would, am I, am I, would, I, Does my breathing get louder? Or am I, can I exactly. breathe quietly? Do I make noise when I walk? You know, it's, when you things leave my body, do they remain invisible? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> If I stuff money in my pocket, does that money become invisible? Yeah. Exactly. These are things you got to figure out. Are your out. clothes invisible? Are you invisible? Or are your clothes invisible? You know, yeah. Do you have to, because I saw there was some movie where somebody was invisible, but their clothes weren't invisible. So anytime that they wanted to be invisible, they had to take all their clothes off. Sure. Yeah. So they're basically walking around naked everywhere. <laughs> might factor well into the choice scenario. We don't know. Yeah. It might work out. 
And so that's why I picked flight because I would always have that feeling the rest of my life what it was like to fly for a day. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know what? I think it is. Uh, and I don't remember what I, – I heard that NPR story too, but I don't remember. But I, I think it's – invisibility is about the world reacting to you and flight is about you doing something. Mm. And yeah, so it's it's a question of do you want to have this experience or do you want to have other experiences that you won't get in trouble for? Well, see, the thing is you don't necessarily have to use invisibility to, to do a nefarious deed because when I asked my wife this question, she would take invisibility every time, but she's like got a degree in sociology and she's fascinated by people and how they operate and what they do and the ability as she always says if i could be a fly on the wall i think that she 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 really takes that to heart she wants to see what makes people tick and she would love to be invisible just to see people in unguarded moments acting naturally yeah academically for her i don't know you know she just she has a, a thing for that me i think invisibility it's like you know you're a klingon if you're invisible that's why the federation doesn't have Closing technology. You use it for what other gain than to, you know, surprise and attack an enemy. Well, I can I can completely see what she's saying, but that's just not. I'm, I am at my heart, um, not, not that curious a person. Oh, me neither. I don't give a shit about other people. I want to fly. <laughs> well, no, I was I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. Um, I've been thinking about this actually the past uh, like week or so, because um, you know Sean did the uh, did the con. And I've been thinking, you know, I should, I could do that. I could, like, you know, host panels at a con. But I just, I just really kind of don't want to. And come like, to Birmingham next summer, I'll set you up, man. Well, no, it's, I mean, it's, I, <laughs> I could. But that's, and, and, and you too, Chris. Like, you're, you're, like, you, I listen to the Quantum Leap Pod and you're, like, interviewing people. And I'm like, I'm just not that curious about other people. And I, and, like, I'm, I'm not saying it's a pro or a con. It's, just, it is, it's, you know, at this point in my life, I realize that. And I probably would have seen it as a bad thing. But, I mean, it's not like I'm rude. It's not like I can't make conversation, obviously. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't I don't think being – and yeah, so for the same reason, I don't, I don't know that I would be a good interviewer. And that's why my, my, the podcast that I do – I mean, there's moments of banter, but it's not – I'm not really – asking you about you i'm not, i'm just getting you to play this part that i've written <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm getting you to deliver my punchlines because it's really all about me uh, so, so yeah so for the that's so for the same reason i wouldn't want to be invisible i just i'm i'm i don't really care what people are <laughs> i don't care what you're doing you know but i assume it's similar to what i'm doing and i don't think that's that interesting at all <laughs> all right this will be the last one um would you rather, and if if you had to pick one, you can't say, "Well, I don't want either one." Would you rather be transported permanently, five hundred years into the future, or five hundred years into the past? Future, black man, future. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I because my thinking is that five hundred years ago, I mean, this was all like. Indian land, right? I mean, we were, we were we were not settled here yet, right? So, I don't think I would survive very long. 
Now, now, now. Truth be told, five hundred years in the future, the Earth may not be here. We don't. Wait, wait, let me ask you a question, though. Do you mean transported in place, like I'm sitting in my kitchen now? So I yeah. would have to be in this spot, in like that, like in like, the like the traveler in in H.G. Wells's The Time Machine. Yeah, and hope that you're not in a skyscraper, because you would probably fall. <laughs> yeah. Well, but hmm. you ha- you have to travel to one because so I'm assuming that I would be instantly transported 500 years into the past in central Alabama, which was mo- this part of Alabama was mostly woods, forest, and and, and things. And yeah, if I if I am discovered if I am discovered by Indians, they would probably kill me. Um. Are we taking rel- relative uh, location into a f- into effect too? Because if you are transported five hundred you know years into the past or the future, the Earth's not going to be in the same place. So let's 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 not. It'll be in the not, void. Let's not nerd this. Let's not. <laughs> we don't need to go into all the schematics. Let's just, let's assume that you are <clears throat> above ground. You don't. You know, like it's back to the future. You are you are teleported to. And let's you know, even if it's the same area, you know, you're not like halfway in a mountain or anything. Like you're, you know, a lot of the sciency questions are taken care of. Yeah, I'm not going to assume that you're going to you're going to suddenly be floating in space because the Earth is somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not thinking. I'm not going that far with it. <laughs> it's kind of a loaded question for a science fiction podcast, I think. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, I would I would choose the future because I think that I would have the best chance of survival. But once again, the Earth may have been destroyed by that point, <laughs> you know, uh, or we I mean, could be in the middle of a nuclear war or something like that. But you know, yeah, but that could you, happen tomorrow too. So yeah, I was yeah. gonna say if you were in the fifties, you would have said that about the eighties or the nineties or two that like. Yeah, I I think the odds of that are like that kind of thing is low, and uh, as a you know, it's, it's it is the possibility as opposed to the certainty of the past. I know what'll happen if I go to the past. That's true. And the thing is, Sean, you say the Earth would be destroyed. The Earth would be still here spinning on its axis. Our society might be gone. We might have destroyed ourselves. You might be the last man on Earth. But the Earth will still be here if you figure out all the science relative space stuff. You know, I don't Unless think we're going to... We, we, the Earth is not going to crack into a million pieces and float away in five years. Honestly, I think it's far more likely that people, and maybe this is the optimist in me, I think it's far more likely that people are not going to destroy society. I think just like 500 years ago, you know, we live, if, if they could open a window to now, you know, we live in this amazing, fantastical, science fiction, magic-filled society. And I expect to have the same experience if I were to step 500 years into the future from today. Yeah. Yeah, you would assume. Troy, what about you? Which one would you choose? Oh, i definitely choose the future, 100%. Yeah. Because of all the reasons you said, and I don't want to go to 1518 Utah. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's no. nothing but desert and, and There Indians. was nobody there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd definitely do the future. Now, okay. if, you were, if you were to say, you know, 20 years going back, 30 years, 40 years, like, you know... Again, to, to, to reference Sam Beckett, to go I back within, say, yeah. within, you know, my, rel- I mean, that's longer than my lifetime, but, you know, in, in a in a space and time that I could recognize and, you know, maybe invest a few hundred bucks in Coca-Cola or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or cable 
or yeah, I don't, I don't know if uh, I don't know if he, if whoever's transporting you is going to give you a chance to <laughs> to call your broker. <laughs> yeah. Time travel. All right. All right. Well, I think that's enough fun for tonight. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure that wherever you got this episode from, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or whatever. Uh, go back and leave us a rating and a review so that it will help more people find the show. And if you want to contact us, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. You can email us at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to area code 205-642-8380. And please go to our website at cosmicpotato.com. You'll find show notes to every episode. You'll also find all the other shows like uh, World War G, Captain Game Show, Review of Mania, the Prime Direction, and you can subscribe to the network feed and get all those shows as well. Uh, Troy, thanks for being here. Thank you. And where can people find you? You can find me right here on CosmicPotato.com on the World War G podcast, or you can go to WorldWarG.Podbean.com. All right. And uh, Chris, thank you once again. Thank you. The Quantum Leap Podcast. Uh, you can get that at QuantumLeapPodcast.com. You can find it on iTunes, on Stitcher, and uh, you can also visit my website at TheFlipSide.com. That's D-E-F-L-I-P-S-I-D-E.com. Okay. And John, Captain Game Show. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my other podcast on the Cosmic Potato Network. It is the trivia, wordplay, random I don't. I don't even know. I should ask people how to describe that show, but it's yeah. <laughs> um, I make my friends compete for my amusement. <laughs> <laughs> dance, dance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And next week, as you're hearing this, and not necessarily as we're recording it, but next week will be our 100th episode, and Woo! we've got some. We've got some special stuff lined up for that, and I'm looking forward to that. So that will be on our next episode of Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, when you might hear John say... Uh, You know, I was thinking that I want to change the name on my Hulu and my Netflix accounts to Streets. Because, like, when I I go on the app, it it says, who's watching? So I want to click on it so it can say, Streets is watching. (laughs) 